disaster upon this people, the fruit of their devices, because they have not paid attention to my words. And as for my law, they have rejected it. What used to be is frankincense that comes from Sheba or sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices pleasing to me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will lay before this people stumbling blocks against which they shall stumble. Fathers and sons together, neighbor and friend shall perish. Again, it was a people who were not paying attention to God. God placed the stumbling stones in their path, and they only stumbled over them because they were focused elsewhere. In this instance, as opposed to fear, they were focused on their own disobedience. It's not like they, they sort of stumbled into disobedience. They were like fully committed to this disobedience, and it had their total focus and attention. Ezekiel chapter 3. Again, if a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits injustice, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Okay, the stumbling blocks get a little harsher. Because you have not warned him, he shall die for his sin, and his righteous deeds that he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. So in this case, we have fear, we have disobedience, now it's injustice. God does not tolerate injustice in his world, and he will repay injustice. We may not see it, it may not be what we want it to be, but God sees, and God responds. And then finally, Romans chapter 9. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who do not receive righteousness have hated that is, a righteousness that is by faith. But the Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. In this instance, because we're now in the New Testament, we're now looking at the writings of Paul. Paul is referring to the stumbling stone as a thief. And that stumbling stone is Jesus Christ. And so in this instance, the stumbling stone was placed there because in particular, in this instance, Paul's pointing out that you Jews who have had this law all the way back to your forefathers and their forefathers, and you've pursued this law as if it's something you can attain. You can attain righteousness on your own. You can attain righteousness by your works. You can attain righteousness by what you do. And here's these upstart Gentiles come along. They come along and they have attained that righteousness because they've done it in faith. And so in this instance, the stumbling block placed before them is Jesus Christ. And the thing that caused them to stumble was their own self-righteousness. Their own sense that they could achieve some sort of righteousness, some sort of acceptance before God based on what they do. In all these instances, the focus was on something else, and so they didn't see what God had placed before them. They didn't see Jesus Christ. They didn't see the Lord of hosts. They didn't see God. And the same is true today, just as it was 
It's going to drive folks to God. The interwebs, the Amazon, materialism. Even in the midst of hard times, we've all gone through hard times. You may be in hard times. 
in all circumstances, deserves to be the focus. Now, that's heavy. That's hard. But it's good. It's especially in this time of year, when we're in the lead-up to Easter, the holy time, when we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's good that we take time periodically to review ourselves, to review our relationship with God, and to review not whether or not we are righteous, because we are not. We are not righteous. There is not one. But am I faithful? Am I obedient? Am I being to my God and King all that He has called me and made me to be? And so it's good. You should take time right now and ask, is there something that's keeping me from that faithfulness and that obedience to my God? And if in that moment, when I ask you to think about it, something popped into your head, I don't know what that thing is, okay? I no clue whatsoever. If something popped into your mind and you feel bad, and you're like looking at me like, why are you trying to make me feel guilty? I have a wide variety of powers, my friends. That is not one of them. If something I said made something pop into your mind and you felt guilty, you felt convicted, that's it. Same scripture, there's good news. So we're going to go back and we're going to start with 1 Peter chapter 2 again. For it stands in scripture Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. In one of those prior verses, Oh well, don't be that person. 
God's follower, a child of God, does not live a life in which Jesus is a stumbling stone. And if Jesus is not your cornerstone, you have to call into question the nature of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Specifically, does it actually exist? Is Jesus your cornerstone? Matthew, chapter 7, wrapping up in the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 7, verse 24. If Jesus is not a stumbling stone, but your cornerstone, everyone then who hears these words and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. The rock, which is the foundation of your life, or the stumbling stone used to draw you into accountability to God. Those are your two choices when it comes to Jesus Christ. He doesn't, he doesn't play games. He doesn't look to fill some other role. Those are the two roles he will play in your life. Cornerstone, stumbling stone. And you get to decide. You get to choose. But it's not a one-and-done choice. If there was a time in your life where words were said, maybe music was played, and your heart swelled, and you came down an aisle, and you said a prayer, and you filled out a card, and you gave yourself to Jesus Christ, guess what? You need to do the exact same thing the next day. And the next day. You need, ideally, you should have done it first thing this morning, and you'll need to do it again tomorrow morning. Your choice to follow after Jesus is an everyday, each day, intentional choice you have to make. You get to make it. Will you today be a child of God living on the cornerstone? I just want to wrap it up with this. There was a guy from the Bible. You can look it up. Not that there was a guy from this specific guy. His name is Saul. There's only two. Things don't start well for either one of them, so we're narrowing things down. Saul, in his estimation, was a good guy. Saul was the hero of his story. Saul was focused Being 
was focused on righteousness. He was focused on law. And that's why he didn't see a stumbling stone. Jesus Christ. Because as he was traveling along on his way to Damascus, on his way to go do good things for the kingdom of God, that Jesus confronted him. Jesus called him to account. Jesus called for an explanation. And then Jesus called for his life. his entire life and ministry, his vocation, every aspect of Paul was dedicated to that cornerstone. And we look at Paul and we elevate Paul and we think of the things Paul did and we think of the things Paul said and Paul assuredly came as close as anyone in his day and age to taking the gospel to the entire world and we look at Paul and say, I could never be like Paul. For the life of the devil, you can't be Paul, but you can be like Paul because the only thing that made Paul special was that Paul dedicated himself to Christ. Paul focused on Jesus each and every day, each and every moment. And that's what made Paul. And it's that same focus that keeps us from the stumbling stone and makes us everything God made and intended us to be. And that is what I want to call each and every one of us to today, tomorrow, and each and every day that follows. Place your focus, place your trust in Jesus, and you can be assured you will not stumble again. Lord, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Stumbling stone, cornerstone, rock upon which you build our lives. Thank you for his sacrifice. Thank you for his sanctuary. Thank you for his patience. And I just pray, Father, that each and every one of us today, tomorrow, and each day of our lives will make a decision to focus on Jesus. Not on ourselves, not on the world, not on distractions, not on the storm that surrounds us, but on Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our brother, and our King. For it's in His name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you. 